The Kings look to bounce back from their tough loss in Dallas and wrap up a three-team road trip with a win in Chicago tonight. We'll give you a preview of the game and a look at the Blackhawks and answer your emails. All that and more coming up on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. Uh, We are at 824 subscribers on the YouTube channel at last check. Thank you to all who have taken the time to subscribe. Our goal is 900 by the end of November. And so far over the last few months, we've averaged over 100 new subscribers a month. So uh, hopefully we can keep that going. Thank you so much for your support of the YouTube channel, and thank you to all who are listening on the audio podcast as well. And if you like what you're uh, watching or listening uh, and you have King's uh, friends, please uh, please recommend the show to them as well. Uh, my name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years, and of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for 30-plus years. Uh, We are looking forward to checking out tonight's game. Uh, The Kings are in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks, as I mentioned at the top of the show, wrapping up this uh, mini uh, kind of five-day, three-team road trip, playing three games in four days uh, against a Chicago team that is um, not having a great season so far, although a little bit better than expected. We'll explain uh, in just a little bit. Um, But let's check out the lineup, projected lineup for the LA Kings tonight in Chicago against the Blackhawks. And this is the lineup we've seen the last few games uh, ever since the uh, ugly loss to Winnipeg and head coach Todd McClellan decided to shuffle up the lines. We have seen Andre Kopitar, of course, centering the top line, Gabe Velarde on the right side and Adrian Kempe on the left side. Philip Deneau centering the second line with Victor Arvidsson and Trevor Moore. That has been consistent throughout uh, other than maybe a couple of games where Arvidsson missed due to illness. Uh, the third line has been a new line and uh, not a bad line so far for the Kings with Rasmus Kupari at center. Kevin Fiala on the left wing, Carl Grunstrom on the right wing. And then the third line, we believe tonight, will actually have three skaters with Blake Lazat centering, Arthur Kaliev on the right wing, and likely Brendan Lemieux on the left wing. Your defensive pairs are Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson. Uh, second pairing is Matt Roy and Sean Dursey. And the third pair, Alex Edler and Sean Walker. John uh, the Quick slated to go in net for the Kings tonight. So your scratches are Jarrett Anderson Dolan, Quentin Byfield, who's still out with the illness. Brant Clark, who we'll talk about in a minute, and of course, Alex Ayafalo is on injured reserve. So whatever the issue was with the Kings playing with 11 forwards and seven defensemen in their last game against Dallas appears to be resolved. Um, I have heard no confirmed reports over why that was the case. We mentioned it after the Dallas game that head coach Todd McClellan was evasive when it was asked about it. Um, so we assume there was maybe a minor injury or illness to either Jared Anderson Dolan or Brendan Lemieux. But the Kings are expected to have the usual 12 forwards and six defensemen tonight. 
By the way, uh, Gabe Velarde and Kevin Fiala are tied for the team lead with 13 points each. Uh, that is tied for 11th best in the NHL. Velarde leads the team with eight goals. That's tied for third in the NHL. Connor McDavid leads with 11. And Kevin Fiala leads the team with 10 assists. That is tied for seventh in the NHL. As for rookie defenseman Brant Clark, it appears to be 99% that Clark is going to stay in the NHL this season. Uh, but until his skate hits the ice for that 10th game, it's not officially official. Uh, we also uh, may have a little bit more intrigue as it appears that Clark, who took a hard hit from Dallas Stars captain Jamie Benn on Tuesday and may have lost a tooth, um, is apparently not going to play tonight because of a precaution. Uh, the folks over at Mayor's Manor report that um, he may have gotten a little bit shaked up in that one and uh, that the Kings are going to go ahead and hold him out for a game just to make sure that he's okay. Um, we'll see if that's the case or not, or if tonight will in fact be that 10th game and uh, signify that he will stay in the NHL all season long with the Kings. Uh, it looks like the Kings are going to have an advantage in net tonight. We'll tell you more about that when we look into the Blackhawks, but Jonathan Quick will start tonight. He enters the game with a 3-4 and four record. 3.44 goals against average and an 888 save percentage. I think Quick has played a lot better than those numbers, but the stats are what the stats are. So what do we want to see from the Kings tonight? I think it's a pretty predictable, uh, I guess, list that we want to see. Uh, but first and foremost, a solid defensive effort. The last three wins the Kings have had, they've held their opponents the three goals or less. It's not a uh, you know real... It's not a magical formula, right? I mean, that's pretty obvious. The less you allow your opponent to score goals, the better chance you are of winning. But we've seen when the Kings get into these shootouts in these up and down games that uh, it does it's not really what they want to do, obviously. So uh, it's been better lately. Again, um, Toronto, obviously, solid effort there. Um, you know, the first game on the road trip as well. Um, but uh, we'll see how it goes going forward. St. Louis is what I was thinking of, but uh, keep it up tonight. Allow two, one goal, something like that against a Chicago team that isn't scoring a ton of goals. Um, and that should be obviously a, a winning formula for the Kings. I think the top line needs to lead the way. I've been saying it a lot this season, Kopitar, Kepe, and now Velarde. It was Fiala at the start of the year, but those guys need to be a factor, either at even strength or on the power play. We need some points from our best players. Your best players need to lead you. And I think stay out of the penalty box. On paper, the Blackhawks are an underdog in this one. And if we skate five on five with them, I think the Kings have the advantage. But don't help all Chicago by taking bad penalties like we saw on Tuesday with that Philip Deneau slash that led to a crucial power play goal for Dallas. So don't help the, the Blackhawks. Stay out of the box. Keep it five on five. Play solid defense. And hopefully our top line players lead the way. And the Kings get a win Tonight, I think the Kings have played their best stretch of games over the last week or so um, after shuffling the lineup, but the Kings need to keep moving in a positive direction. No slip-ups tonight against a Blackhawks team that on paper is not the equal of the LA Kings. We're going to give you a quick look at tonight's opponent, the Chicago Blackhawks, in just a second. But first, I need to remind you that Bet Online is your number one source for football betting this season, football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the World Series, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more but bet online where the game starts. 
So I did a uh, crossover episode with Jack Bushman, host of Locked on Blackhawks. Uh, if you'd like to check that out, it is available on YouTube. I did retweet the link if you are following me uh, or the show account on Twitter. Um, it was just a, a quick little show that Jack and I did. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I talked about the Kings. He talked about the Blackhawks, um, and uh, it was a pretty fun little show. If you want to check out that, get a little bit extra info on the Blackhawks. But I'm going to give you uh, kind of a thumbnail on the Blackhawks and kind of tell you what you need to know about this team, uh, what they did in the offseason, what the direction is of their organization, and what do they look like so far this season and what we expect to see tonight. So uh, this team is in, well, I should say the organization. This organization is in full tank mode. Uh, they are in a total rebuild. They have pretty much traded everyone away uh, for prospects and draft picks, except their two most iconic players of some of their recent dynasty run, and that would be Captain Jonathan Taves and star forward Patrick Kane, who eventually this season could be moved as well. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but despite that, the Blackhawks have been competitive so far this season. That said, they come in with a record of 4-4-2. Four, four, and two. They have lost five in a row. But four of those five games were one-goal games, and the fifth game basically was a one-goal game, except they allowed an empty net goal late uh, and lost by two goals. So they are hanging around. They are being competitive. Um, despite what the organization's direction is, uh, and despite all of the so-called experts picking Chicago to be one of the worst teams in the NHL, at this point, they're not. Now, they are kind of trending of late in that direction, and hopefully the Kings can keep that going tonight, uh, especially since the Blackhawks have been at hard by injuries in net their number one goalie Peter Morazic is out with a groin injury and their number two goalie Alex Stalock just got hurt the other day in their game against the Islanders he got run over by New York Casey Zizekas had to leave and so he's out as well so tonight the Blackhawks are starting basically their number three goalie called up from the AHL his name is Arvid Soderblom uh, he is from Sweden uh, and he has yet to win a game in his NHL career uh, he's played three games this year. He's 0-1-1, and he's appeared in five career NHL games, and his record is 0-3-1. So on paper, it looks like the Kings should have an edge in this one, uh, certainly in net. But let's be honest, would any of us be shocked if the Kings actually lose this one? Because they they are unpredictable, are the LA Kings. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they blew out the Blackhawks. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost the Blackhawks. But at least on paper, um, it looks good for the Kings because, again, the Blackhawks are on a losing skid. They've got their third-string goalie, but the Kings need to come out and play hard and play their game and not just think that, oh, well, we've got the advantage. We'll be okay. We'll win this game. No, they, they need to, you know, good teams, right? They put their foot on the throat of their opponents when they're struggling. We've seen that uh, earlier this year with, uh, with the Kings. They, they hosted a struggling Toronto team and uh, they hosted a struggling uh, St. Louis team and they took care of business against those teams. So hopefully that'll be the formula tonight as well uh, for the Kings. Uh, we are going to see a couple of uh, familiar faces in the Blackhawks lineup. Andreas Anthonisiu, who played for the LA Kings last year, is now playing for Chicago. He's actually playing on their top line, which gives you a bit of an indication as to uh, the direction of this team. Uh, and we actually have an email about Andreas Anthony to see you a little bit later, or at least a question from an email. Uh, and also former Kings defenseman Jack Johnson uh, is playing on the top pairing for Chicago as well. Um, and this was a guy that was hanging on in the NHL last year. He got a tryout with the Avalanche. He ended up being kind of their seventh defenseman, um, ended up winning the Stanley Cup uh, with uh, with with um, Colorado. 
uh, and is now moving on to play in Chicago where he's getting a lot of minutes. So we shall see uh, how those two old Kings uh, will do tonight. Uh, we've got some feedback to share with you, uh, some emails to, to tell you about and to answer some questions. Um, but first I want to tell you to, um, well, thank you for making locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. I want to invite you to make your second listen, uh, locked on sports today from games that matter the most to the big stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only locked on can provide that's locked on sports today. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's uh, let's check some emails. Uh, we uh, I don't think we've done a uh, email segment in a little bit of, in a little while, but it's always good to get feedback from uh, you guys, the the uh, Locked On Kings listeners. Uh, our first one comes from Chris in Northern Nevada. I know he has emailed before, and uh, to be fair, this email was sent before the loss to Dallas. But Chris said, uh, "Really like what I'm seeing from the Kings the last few games. The defense and the goaltending have been really good." Looks like the team learned from the mistakes against Winnipeg that really cost them with the sudden change goals allowed. It's nice to see both goalies finishing with saves above 900. Uh, the offense is still clicking. Fiala to the third line really seems like it's working. Five points in the last two games for him. Also, the power play has been much more active. I'm not sure what's going on with the second period lately, but I will always take goals in bunches. This team this year can score at any time and score often. Not just one line doing the work either. Seems like the Kings are settling into the system and playing well on all phases, not just offense. Let's see if we can keep the momentum going. Thanks for putting out the great podcast together each and every day. Go Kings, go. And that, again, was from Chris in Northern Nevada. Uh, so that was coming off the wins uh, over Toronto and St. Louis. Um, not sure if Chris would feel the same way after the game against Dallas, but uh, thank you, Chris, uh, for the email. And again, I, I've mentioned this before, but I, I do think that the Kings are trending in the right direction. I do think they're playing better hockey. I think they're playing better defensively, being more responsible, making better decisions. I thought the game against Dallas, there was some bad luck that didn't go the Kings way. I know you can always make the argument that you make your own luck by how hard you skate and by the decisions you make, but you know, uh, pucks bouncing over sticks. Uh, that's, you know, that's obviously some bad luck there. So we'll see how the Kings respond tonight. Um, hopefully come out and play really, really well, really, really hard and keep it going as for what we've seen of late, uh, I, you know, keep playing the way we saw them play against Toronto and against St. Louis. Our next email comes from Jim in Irvine and, uh, Jim, I hope you don't mind. I did edit it down a little bit because Jim went into some backstory about who he was and I'm, I'm going to share a little bit of that. Um, but Jim was mentioned that he and his, uh, his wife is a fairly new, um, hockey fan and that they have a 20 game package. Uh, for the LA Kings. So he is a partial season ticket holder. Uh, he also mentioned that he is from Boston and he got to see Bobby Orr play, which is um, amazing. I mean, that's just, wow. Um, uh, also, Jim says that he skates down in Orange County with uh, different kids and adults and that apparently he is uh, either a former goalie or uh, still plays uh, maybe a little beer league hockey out there or some pickup hockey. Um, always good to hear from a, a fellow uh, a weekend warrior. I play uh, hockey twice a week and just absolutely love it. It's uh, definitely helps my love of the game. Um, so here is um, the Jim had a comment and a question and his first question comes from um, someone we talked about earlier in the show, Andreas Anthony And he says, there has to be some backstory regarding Andreas Anthony He was a promising and highly touted player. And then I didn't see him in camp. And then he shows up in a Blackhawks uniform playing lights out in the preseason and has kept it up. He looks awesome out there. My question is this, what is the real story of why they let him go? 
Uh, I think he must have pissed someone off. Uh, can't be a cap issue. Let me know what you think. Um, so that was the, the question uh, that we got from from Jim and Irvine. Um, as far as I know, Andreas Anthony didn't piss anyone off. Um, look, he, Andreas Anthony is a guy who has elite skills, but he doesn't really put it together often enough. Um, he doesn't put it together over a full season. He shows flashes of brilliance occasionally. He is an elite skater. His speed is amongst the best in the NHL, but he has a lot of deficiencies in his game. He doesn't play much defense. Um, he's kind of a, a little bit of a one trick pony. He does kind of like to cheat a little bit offensively and get breakaways. Um, so there's no real backstory on this. Um, he is a guy that the Kings felt like, um, you know, I know there was a big push for the Kings to be faster um, in the, you know, in the recent past. And he certainly helped out with that. Um, but again, he's just not a consistent player. Um, he did have a highlight real goal the other day, though, against Minnesota that I would recommend you checking out if you haven't seen it. It is as skilled and as pretty as any goal you will see, but from any player in the NHL, including Connor McDavid, it was that good an inside out move. And then a backhander kind of a pull and drive between his legs. It was phenomenal. And that's, that's Andreas Anthony see you. Um, he'll do things like that and wow you. And you're like, why doesn't he do this more often? Why isn't he a 30 goal scorer every year? Um, but again, he's just not consistent. Um, you'll see that once a month and then you won't see it again, maybe for a month or two, and then he'll do it again. And you'll be like, wow, this guy's amazing. Um, he's got three goals in 10 games so far this season. So he's on pace for about 24, um, which is okay. Um, maybe, you know, for, for the situation the Blackhawks are in, you know, he's playing on their top line. So he's getting top line minutes. So, um, he should put up, you know, numbers a little bit better than his career average, which is 14 goals per season. Um, which isn't great considering the, the offensive upside that he has. He did have one 30 goal season in Detroit. Um, he's now on his fourth team. I did, I did check out his career numbers. He was a minus 41 one year in Detroit. And you can talk about plus minus and how valid that category is, but a minus 45 is uh, pretty jaw dropping. So again, Andreas Anthony Sioux, he's a guy because of his speed and because of his skill, will find a job in the NHL, but overall he's not going to be on any team that's really looking to make a playoff run just because like I said, he's not consistent. He doesn't play defense. Um, you know, he, he'll wow you with some skill every once in a while. And he certainly did with that goal against Minnesota. Go to go, uh, go to YouTube, type in Andreas Anthony CU goal. It'll be the first thing that pops up. If you can spell Andreas Anthony CU, you might have to uh, look that one up. But no, he, he's a fun player. He's a, as, far, as far as I know, he was a good guy, good teammate. Everybody likes him. But, uh, you know, for a team like the Kings that think of themselves as a playoff team and hopefully more a little more than that. Um, not consistent enough to to have him, and that's why they let him go in the offseason as a free agent. Uh, Jim continues and uh, says, uh, this is more of a comment than a question, regarding the goalie situation, assuming uh, that Jonathan Quick, and by the way, he mentioned that he and his wife are huge Jonathan Quick fans. Uh, he says, assuming that Quick will um, continue being an all-star competitor that he's always been, and there's no doubt about that, uh, is there a chance that Cal goes down and Phoenix gets called up phoenix copley is who he's talking about it's not that i don't like cal but saying that he is the heir to the throne of jonathan quick would it be would be fine if he was like logan thompson or carter hart or igor shesterkin or even connor hellebuck or even jack campbell but he's not and he has never consistently 
after multiple chances, taken the reins and said, I am the horse. Let's go. Um, I talked about this a few episodes ago and wondered if there was a chance that maybe the Kings would send Cal Peterson down to the AHL and let him find his game there. That was before, though, he had the win over Toronto, and I actually don't think he played that bad against Dallas. I mentioned it on the previous show, even though the five goals against. But, Jim, as you know, as a as a, as a goaltender, uh, sometimes your defense has got to help you out. And if they put you in chances where you're one-on-one with, with, a, with a goal scorer, like Rope Hintz for Dallas, more times than not, um, the skater is going to win that battle. So I don't know that Cal got a lot of help in that Dallas game. Look, there's no question. And I've been mentioning it since I started, since I took over this channel, this this show, that Cal Peterson is an enigma right now. Um, we've, we've mentioned it many times. He, You're right. You are 100% right. He has been given multiple chances to be the heir apparent to Jonathan Quick, um, maybe before he should have, frankly. Um, and he has not taken the reins. He has not grabbed that uh, that position like the Kings thought he would or hoped he would. Uh, so right now it's a, it's a huge question mark. Um, you know, it doesn't appear based on how he's, I think he's trending in the right direction, albeit a bit slowly. Um, but there's no question he has to take a, a huge step up. He has not been good enough. He has to be a reliable number two option for the Kings because uh, Jonathan Quick like, you know, he's what 36 years old. Um, he, he's not, I don't want to say he's not capable. I don't think it's prudent to expect Jonathan quick to play 60 games this year. He needs to have his time managed better so that if it is going to be him at the end of the year, that he's relatively, you know, rested and ready to go as much as you can be right. Being, being a number one goalie. So Cal Peterson has to pull part of the rope. And so far he hasn't. And is he ever going to? I think it's a huge question mark right now. And the way the Kings, you know, invested in him for the next three years, uh, he's making a lot of money. He's he's getting paid as much as some starters in the league, and he's not playing like it. So there's no question the spotlight is on Cal Peterson. There's no question that he needs to he needs to get more confident. He needs to be better in net. And uh, we'll see if he's trending in the right direction. I think he is, but slowly. But we'll have to wait and see. But yeah. Um, Cal Peterson is certainly a concern. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and uh, John in San Diego has a concern about Sean Dursey. Uh, he says, what the hell is going on with Sean Dursey? I liked what I saw from him last season, but this offseason, he gets a new contract and he looks like a marginal AHL player. At this point, I thought with the confidence the team showed in Dursey with the new deal and his brief experience from last season, he would be better this year, not worse. Can we send him to the AHL and call up Jordan Spence? Um, yeah. Like Cal, like Cal Peterson, Sean Dursey has been a disappointment so far this year. I don't think there's any question about that. And uh, I have a friend of a friend who is a Kings fan who I uh, text with occasionally. Uh, and uh, he and I got into a, a bit of a debate in the offseason. He thought that they should trade Sean Dursey, that his value would never be higher, and that we had guys like Jordan Spence that could fill his shoes, Brant Clark. Um, and I said, no, no, Sean Dursey proved it last year. He's an NHL uh, caliber defenseman and you don't trade away guys who have proven it at the NHL level. Well, uh, Paul, if you're watching, um, so far you appear to be right in this one, but we'll see. Sean Dursey has ever since that decision he made against Vegas on opening night, where he basically threw away a point for the LA Kings and gave the puck away in the final moments and Vegas scored to win it. Uh, he's had issues and maybe that play has put him more in the spotlight and we're all paying attention a little bit more, but 
he has definitely had some bad decisions in his own end that have led to turnovers and uh you can't do that i know his calling card is offense and i do like his offensive game but ultimately he is out there and he has to be at least responsible defensively he can't completely cancel out all the good things he does offensively by playing so poorly defensively and he it's got to get better it doesn't look good right now as for john's question about sending him to the ahl he would have to clear waivers i don't think he would and I don't think the Kings are, uh, you know, in a position where they want a young, talented offensive defenseman to be plucked for, by another team for for nothing in return. So I don't see that happening. Um, and hopefully he gets better because you're right. Um, he has not progressed from last year. And uh, I liked what I saw from him last year. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it was that play against Vegas that has kind of uh, shaken his confidence. But it's not there at this point, and he's, it's got to get better. And uh, I think defensemen in the NHL kind of have to be like defensive backs in the NFL. There's going to be times you're going to get beat or you're going to give up a goal. You got to turn the page. You got to move on. You got to be mentally tough and, and take it, you know, shift to shift, play to play. You can't allow things that happened on the previous shift or the previous game to affect your decision making and what you do in the next game. So, um, yeah, Sean Jersey is struggling a little bit this year for sure. I'd like to see a much better decisions from him in his own end, keep the offensive side of his game going. But uh, some of the things he does in his own end are are definitely questionable. And uh, like I said on yesterday's show, we talked about keeping Brant Clark up at the NHL level. I trust Brant Clark, a rookie, more than I do Sean Jersey at this point. Uh, so thank you to John. Thank you to Jim. And thank you to Chris for the emails. Really appreciate it. If you would like to send me an email, your feedback is always welcome. The email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings and on Instagram at LockedOnLAKings. Uh, and again, thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen today. I always encourage you to make your second listen. Locked on Fantasy Hockey, still Roden and Flip Livingstone, bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates on news, analysis, and advice. Monday through Friday, Locked on Fantasy Hockey, available on YouTube, Audacity, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, we've got Blackhawks Kings tonight, 5.30 Pacific time face off. It is going to be broadcast locally on Bally Sports Net and will be heard on the LA Kings iHeartRadio app as well. Uh, so hopefully tomorrow we recap the Blackhawks game and we get the chance to talk about the Kings playing a great game and then coming home and trying to keep this momentum going. Fingers crossed that the Kings take care of business tonight in the Windy City. Uh, talk to you tomorrow on uh, Friday's show. Again, looking forward to talking about a win. Uh, until then, I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for supporting Locked on LA Kings. We always appreciate it. And as we always say to close out the show, go Kings go.